Velkomin að viðtækjónum í hinni hroll, mest hrollvekjandi hlutir, hlaðvarpið. Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is Mike Campbell, and today we have a very, very, very extra special guest hot off the heels of the Portland Horror Film Festival. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, hi. My name is Elvar Gunnarsson. I'm the director of It Hatched. Yes, and thank you for joining us, Elvar. And of course, as always, we have... Eric Lee. And... Liz Williams. Who is trying not to get struck by a lightning yeah. bolt in, yeah. in the uh, the storms <laughs> rolling across New Orleans. Right. We right. are you know, in, in, in Portland today. We are for going to get, uh, supposedly, we're, we're, we're coming into a hot streak coming. Yes. 100 degrees later this week, but not, it's been, it's been mild. So we're getting what, this. What I'm, what I'm hearing is uh, all of this, we need to move to Iceland. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. What's it like <laughs> in Move Iceland? to yeah. Iceland. <laughs> it's it's uh, not extremely warm. I yes. can tell you that. It's <laughs> around, <laughs> it's around uh, 12 degrees Celsius. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, there's been this big heat wave going across Europe, yeah. but uh, it has not reached Iceland. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. So You're lucky. So, so it hatched is a film that I know has been out. It's been out for a little while. Uh, we just yeah. we finally caught it at the Portland Horror Film Festival in June, and it was it was one heck of a film. I think uh, folks in the audience really really loved it. Uh, it's it's a film that's uh, there. There's a interestingly, I think there's a lot of films out there right now with uh, the the verb hatched in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so don't be confused. This is it hatched, uh, and that's important. Uh, and and of course, it hatched plays uh, greatly. The, the concept of the it uh, plays greatly into the film. Uh, the the first thing I kind of wanted to ask about is. Kind of going going all the way back, uh, probably into the 1200s, 1300s, uh, talking a little bit about uh, Huldefolk and whether or not uh, that's kind of what we were seeing in the context of this Huldefolk or uh, elvish characters, or or perhaps maybe we get a little bit of an overview of the film before we start diving into oh sure into the background sure Let's, sure 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 so, yeah Elvar why don't you go ahead and and introduce yeah sort of the main the, great the, idea the, the, the great main idea plot and concepts uh, for your film and then and then we can dive into some of yes the, there you the go background there you go um, so it hatched uh, follows uh, Myra and Peter or Peter. Uh, who are a couple that move away from uh, Nashville, Tennessee to Iceland, a remote fjord in Iceland, uh, where they plan to open a guest house. Um, their plans are soon altered when uh, they find a hole in their basement, <laughs> a hole that leads uh, to the uh, midst of uh, hell, you could say. Uh, and... Uh, um, from the hole comes this uh, ancient Icelandic demon uh, called Mara that, um, well, starts to uh, give them night terrors. And eventually he uh, is able to impregnate um, Myra, who lays an egg. <laughs> and 
and just lays an egg. <laughs> lays an egg. And uh, from it, a human infant comes or something that resembles a human infant. An adorable and they have to... human infant. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then they have to deal with uh, their uh, most difficult task so far, which is parenting. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. And sealing up a portal to hell. And sealing up a portal <laughs> yes, to hell. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so you so you mentioned uh you mentioned Icelandic uh, demon Mara. Is that indeed yes. part of uh um Icelandic culture or is it is it is it uh sort of an amalgam of many different Icelandic uh sort of folklore? Uh well uh Mara is actually a part of uh, Scandinavian folklore. Okay. It's a part of it's a part of Snorra's uh, Edda. Uh, Snorra's Edda, uh, which is probably uh, Scandinavia's most important literature piece of literature, and uh, there's a segment in the book called uh, Inglinka Saga, and um, there a uh, monster is described that mm, well. Uh, Possesses you during the night and stomps on you, mm. gives you night terrors. And um, we have this, well, the Icelandic word for nightmare is martröð, which basically means that the Mara is stomping on you. Um, <laughs> you have the word nightmare, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. Nightmare, which is actually derived from the mare, which is Mara. Oh. Well, which is a Mara. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, 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 got yeah. it. Okay. Yes. And, uh, well, the horse connection comes with the mare, or Mara stomps on you like a horse. Ah, okay. It's heavy as a horse, and that's the description of the nightmare. And uh, I, did, I didn't think nightmares could get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> than having somebody stomp on you. Well, that we, sounds horrible. And, yeah. and we did, I think even when they were in Nashville, we got sort of a preview of the Mara. Uh, and, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so that this was a, it seemed to be a bit of a premonition um, mm-hmm. or a or is it a, or a, or a warning because now the, this was I, you know Peter was when they left Nashville it's sort of he doesn't seem to be a man who made a lot of wise decisions <laughs> no <laughs> and uh, this seemed that, you know buying a uh, a remote cabin in a fjord. Uh, sight unseen uh, for what must have been a bargain basement price for obvious yeah. reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, by the way, yeah, previous owner shot himself. <laughs> don't it's like don't don't bother asking questions. Um, and so that they 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 move in. But was was there some sort of a, how did the connection to the to the creatures um, manifest? early on because before they go to the house and they start poking around yeah um well here here in iceland everybody is related and okay. pieter is originally from iceland sure right and uh, we uh, uh well we have uh, a long history of uh, demons and um us when you mentioned hultefolk mm-hmm. it's not that long ago that we uh, Stop talking about Hultefolk and Alps on daily right. basis. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, one thing that is related to the film that sort of touches on the topic of Hultefolk is uh, a changeling, 
Mm. And um, uh, we have, that's a common theme in Icelandic folklore that people raise changelings that are, well, worse than they seem. Um, so um, he has the connection to Iceland, basically his Icelandic roots. Um, I, I come from um, priests and uh, wizards, for instance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the case with most Icelanders. So he has a connection so, to that ancient world and, and basically uh, like every other Icelander, really. So if you're an Icelander, and, you can't get away from it. No matter where you move to, your past will follow you <laughs> and might stomp on you in the middle of the night just to, just to give you could happen. nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> could happen. That's, that's, that's another thing that we... I, <laughs> that's, an, that's another another thing that's a part of Icelandic folklore and also just Icelandic beliefs is that there is a connection between the real world and the dream world. Mm -hmm. Right. They are sort of, you could say, the same. No, I was and, I, I uh, was amazed when I was reading up on Huldefolk. There was uh, they they had done some polling, like uh, polling in the early 1900s, and then polling in the 70s, and then polling in you know, uh, recent, uh, recent past. And in, in all cases, there's, there seems to be a market uptick in people's beliefs of, uh, was it all far as, as well as hold folk. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's, that's pretty fascinating to, to think that people are now reaching back into this sort of potentially like pre-Christian tradition as, as a way to sort of make sense of things. Well, uh, we we have, I think Icelanders have never let, never uh, completely given up their belief in Hultefolk or elves. Right, it was, it was just illegal for a long time to believe in Hultefolk. Right, right, elves. right. Because, um, well, for instance, during the 17th century, if uh, you would go too deep into it, you would just get either uh, burnt alive or uh, decapitated or. Well, there's, a, there's a horror movie in, in the making mm -hmm. for you. You got yeah. plans for for a follow up, <laughs> doing a period piece, right? Um, yeah. So, so I, uh, I I think that has more to do with the uh, the fact that uh, the polls are going upwards mm -hmm. more than actually that we have a stronger belief in Hiltefolk and Elves today. We just uh, we're afraid to admit it because we were a part of the Danish monarchy and right. and the King of Denmark has been. Uh, bit of a badass through the, through the <laughs> right. centuries. Uh, right, so. right. I um, think that's who we fear the most. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So so your resume for this film, your writer, director, cinematographer, and composer, so you're you're essentially the John Carpenter of Iceland, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, I think, so So two, two points on that. One, um, the visual color palette. It's, it's so unusual. Um, you, you, the, 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 the golden uh, tones, yet you, know, you, you use this warm color, and yet it seems so bleak at the same time, which was, that was, that was a trick. Uh, and a time when a lot of horror directors are sticking to the Dario Argento palette. The, I was going to say, you, the, you meant the Dario Argento of Iceland. <laughs> there's no, I, I didn't see any knives brandished. Well, the, that's true. The, that's the, true. Um, that's true. But the... Um, uh, the cyan and, and magenta color palette that's very popular right now, and it sort of harkens back to the old the giallo. This was a, ver a distinctly mm -hmm. different take on 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 the uh, the the cinematography, the color the color selection, um, and also using the 
the spectacular Iceland scenery, the the desolate that or the or the isolation, not desolation, the isolation of this cottage. Um, it's again, this is when you see it on the big screen. That's where you get some of this impact. Could describe a, a bit about how how you approached uh, the visual uh, framing of this. Uh, um, uh, well, when it comes to the color palette, it's uh, well, we we don't have complete darkness here in Iceland during the summertime. So uh, uh, the typical take on a, uh, the horror take would just not make sense during the Icelandic summer. It's just and the ho the horrific part of about the Icelandic summer is the lack of sleep. You just can't sleep because of the constant sunlight and the different tone. We have different tones, of course, when it comes to the sunlight. We have the uh, blood, just the blood red tone, which is an actual thing mm -hmm. during the summertime, wow. and uh, the bright orange. So we just I, I just want to find a way to um, uh, use that to our benefit rather mm -hmm. than trying to flee away from it. Um, and uh, it is interesting that you mentioned Dario Argento because, of course. Uh, uh, I am very influenced by Italian cinema and Japanese cinema, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they do not shy away from the use of colors. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and uh, I think that that's something that uh, used to be a bigger part of horror films, the bright colors and mm -hmm. these, uh, using colors to exaggerate emotions and so mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, for instance, I I've always been quite influenced by Haksan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Haksan. Yeah, yeah. They just had a, um, a re-release of... Uh, the 100th anniversary. Yeah, 4K treatment. Um, and we were exactly. Overlook. Yeah. We were down, yeah, we were down in New Orleans uh, visiting Liz for the Overlook Film Festival. And, yeah, they did the, the 100th anniversary of Haksan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an excellent film, and uh, and I mean there are obvious references to the film in in Hatched. I mean the, the naked man in the cave. Mm -hmm. So on. Yeah, and, and when and it goes kind of on, the, the 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 color saturation is so um, intense that it sometimes it 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 flavors the entire uh, uh, scene with, with yeah. ba bathed in that that color of light and actually. In, in Hexen, I know that they've done a lot of these old black and white silent movies. They're colorizing them. I saw that they did that with Dr. Yeah. Caligari, and but they don't. Ooh. But they but but not color not. <laughs> but it's 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 <laughs> monochromatic color treatment. It's oh not, okay. Oh, it's okay. not like okay. Wizard yeah. of Oz color treatment. Okay. What they're doing is they're washing it with. <laughs> That's okay. Like a complete That's blue okay. wash or a red yeah, wash yeah, or a yeah. yellow wash, and and it's very interesting that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that is how I. I've always seen Huxon that way, and, and that was the uh, there was this I think probably one copy that existed here in Iceland on a video store, and <laughs> went around and <laughs> right. was deeply influenced by that film. Is the uh, is the video store still open? Uh, I actually used to run the video store. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's still awesome. Open, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. That's awesome. Good, good, good. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the score for the film, what you were trying to invoke and your process for creating that? Um, yeah, I uh, uh, I uh, always liked Bernard Herrmann, mm. Bernard Herrmann, composer, and his uh, use of uh, 
uh, instruments, how he mic'd instruments instead of using like a big orchestra, he would mic mm -hmm. certain instruments and and sort of um, um, make a grand spectrum out of maybe five or six instruments. Or so, and um, I want to do a similar take on uh, uh, on uh, when it came to the soundtrack, um, and I really wanted to make something that was classical in a sense mm -hmm. yet experimental and sort of mm -hmm. uh, jazzy even mm -hmm. and you and also wove in some things that sounded like nursery rhymes or or um, yes that or you know um songs a, a children's song um yeah particularly prominent in the trailer um mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. you hear that you hear that and it's natural I and mean, this is this is sort of uh a birthing and baby horror film, and so mm -hmm. it, it, it I, I thought it, it rang true. But what was that? Was that an original piece, or was that something? Uh, the nursery song is uh, is an Irish folk song oh, that okay. uh, that um, that has become quite popular in Iceland because of uh, the Icelandic lyrics. The Icelandic lyrics are a part uh, actually are uh, older lyrics that are a part of an Icelandic folklore that uh, is about a um, uh, dead infant. Mm. And, uh, I feel so happy. Did you happy say a dead, yeah, dead infant? It's a happy song. It's a happy song. Dead yeah. infants, horses stomping on you. Yeah. Okay, we're, we are not moving to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> not moving to Iceland. <laughs> But the reason I don't know. why you're all wearing coats in the summer, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not that, well, we don't really have summer. We have uh, yeah. something that, um, well, looks like summer, but doesn't feel doesn't like summer. Doesn't feel like summer. Right. Right. I'll right. take it. But does it allow you to have long, <laughs> that your shooting schedules, you can, go, uh, you, you can go for quite a while because of how much sunlight you got? Yes, and no union. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna work 20 hours till the sun goes down, and then like it never goes down. Yeah. yeah. So that that's an issue, but uh, something that uh, a director does not complain about, no. of course. <laughs> yeah. So i i was curious I was I was curious uh, the about um, you know you, you mentioned uh, the fact that everybody in Iceland is is somewhat related and you know there's only 370 thousand ish folks mm -hmm. in Iceland um, I would mm -hmm. think that and and obviously our survey uh, there's there are a lot of recent films uh, from Iceland mm -hmm. uh, horror films from Iceland but uh, the the roster is pretty it's it's fairly small in in nature so can you talk a little bit about kind of the history of Icelandic horror films and then the second part of the question is how uh are are you is it a relatively small community and are you connected to is is everyone basically sort of interconnected in icelandic horror mm. uh, well uh, when it comes to the history of icelandic horror cinema there's not a it's not a big history I mean, right uh, the, fir the first like all icelandic film that was produced was produced in the late 70s mm -hmm. so it's not that long ago but the first icelandic film like all icelandic film produced mm -hmm. was called Mord Saga, which means murder story murder saga and 
which uh, is like a melodramatic horror piece. Um, there's a big slasher scene in it. So that was our first introduction to Icelandic, like all Icelandic cinema, mm-hmm. fe- like feature length cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, it was something that was frowned upon mm. in the beginning. Okay. Uh, people thought that we shouldn't be making that well, those kind of movies. We should mm-hmm. be focusing on something um, more classical. And I mean, we are Scandinavian and and everybody wanted to be Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> so uh, they took a U-turn and started to sort of replicate Ingmar Bergman instead of uh, making something that was Not that he was making uh, slapstick comedies or anything like that. Berg- no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, there, there does seem to be a, a fairly recent wave, though, as Mike's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And... Uh, uh, and we had like during the eighties, like ex- excellent horror films, uh, either made for Icelandic TV or, or films meant for the cinema. Uh, not many, but uh, quality pieces. Uh, but then uh, uh, they uh, just gave up on them. The, uh, we we have the Icelandic Film Fund here in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you have, and the Icelandic Film Fund is not like the Australian Film Fund, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Iceland, uh, the Australian Film Fund. Uh, they changed the rules uh, during the 70s and late 60s, I think, uh, that gave us, and just those change of rules gave us Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. just, uh, you, all, all you had to do to get funding there was to have the outbacks. If you had the outbacks in your film, then you could do whatever. And, <laughs> and that brought us Mad Max, which was excellent. I mean, that that was a big revelation for yeah. Australian cinema. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, George Miller. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, mm, but here in Iceland, we have uh, a different system. Um, uh, they are stiffer. Mm-hmm. You should get That's a fjord. It's pretty kind of a... a, a Something connected. If if you can have the outback in Australia, you should tie it to the fjords or something. You know, Uh, (laughs) for for a place as spectacular with so much natural mm -hmm. beauty as Iceland, it is it is stunning that that there's not more. That, but it also it 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 plays itself well to horror movies. I mean, the 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 the, the, or you know uh, you don't have a westerns tradition, but the the for American film, it reminds me of these. The, the big sky and the vast landscapes and the dramatic, you know, the uh, rock formations. And in your case, you got the glaciers and the fjords. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you play that off so well in this one that, mm-hmm. that it's like, uh, I don't know what they were thinking about doing a bed and breakfast out, out there, but uh, <laughs> with all the tourism, you know, I think the Mike alluded watchers. to, there's 375,000 Icelanders, but you probably have 3 million tourists at any given yeah. time. Um, <clears throat> And, yeah. and is that a thing right now? Is that I mean, is trying people trying to do remote bed and breakfasts? It is a thing. That mm. is a thing, and I mean, and it's it's uh, and people are quite optimistic when it comes mm. to their uh, their motels, as they call them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, quite optimistic, and and I mean that's a real thing. And you could actually go to a remote fjord, and there would be one house, and it 
would be a bed and breakfast, and they would just be waiting for tourists. Yeah. So Peter uh, wasn't wasn't he wasn't completely up. crazy in thinking that <laughs> it's just that he picked the uh, wrong house. <laughs> uh, he, he's not completely crazy, but it's uh, quite optimistic, and I think a lot of Icelanders are quite optimistic when it comes to the tourist boom. Mm-hmm. Was the um, was the, was the shoot location for that uh, for for that 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 specific house was that uh, was that truly as as remote as it is suggested or was it near a local community or no it's pre- pretty remote is it okay it's, yeah it's not actually uh where it's supposed to take place it's supposed to take place in the westfords where um well we where we had the most uh wizards mm. and uh, and it's uh the place where most of like icelandics icelandic uh, um magic took place mm-hmm. uh wizardry and so on um and where we would normally find a rune stone like a stone tablet mm-hmm. carved out runes um it's not it doesn't take place exactly there um but uh, pretty close by okay close by and it is extremely remote the okay house is extremely remote and close by the house there is a bed and breakfast okay were you were you were you connected to the house at all? Uh, like, was it a family home or? Uh, no, it's not a family home. But uh, the the film's producer, Velius Petrikas, he uh, he is from Lithuania, and mm-hmm. when he originally came to Iceland, they moved out to the countryside, not that far away from the house. So he knew about the house. And, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we went there and location scouted the house, and when we entered the house. Uh, we uh, just felt the dread. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we actually shut most of the interior inside the house. And uh, for instance, we opened one door and there was a crib uh, in the room mm. since like the <laughs> 70s, late 70s. God. So it, was actually, it was not that far away from uh, what, the, uh, uh, what, what the script was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's built on an old burial ground, mm-hmm. so uh, pretty spooky. Wow. Keeping wow. your loved ones close, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it it seemed to me that it was important that that Moira uh, ha- was um, was German, in in that yeah, the, to 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 place her in a situation where not only is she isolated in a remote house, but she's also mm-hmm. isolated from the culture. And so, what happens to her? Was it was it important to you that she was sort of an outsider, being consumed by uh, a a native uh, a folkloric terror? Yeah, I think I think uh, it was important to me that uh, that Maira didn't have any real roots. She wasn't rooted in any community really. She came, she lived in Nashville, mm-hmm. and then in Iceland. So uh, she didn't really have any roots and needed something. Like uh, sustainable, just to um, uh, to be rooted, and I think that uh, Nicholas, the little child, mm-hmm. is that. So, uh, and I th- I, for me, that was important for the uh, just uh, the script mm-hmm. to make sense. I mean, just so. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in my opinion, it's a movie about gaslighting, mm-hmm. uh, um, more so than a traditional horror story that nobody is possessed. Everybody knows what's happening. It's just, mm-hmm. it's uh, 
all kept on the hush and they don't really know how to communicate right beyond the gaslighting that's taking place right and uh, so it was important <clears throat> to me that she well she had to make up her own like uh, reality yeah well you 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 lay an ostrich egg and yeah, you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna you you gotta come to grips with that. It's like that came out of me, and the fact well, that she was Peter willing- says in that scene, like in the bedroom right after it, you know, like Lara, are you insane? And she's like, no. And he's like, you just laid an egg. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that the the actually the, the the little bits of comic timing uh, yeah. that that you know I I think um, everything uh, Gunnar. He seemed to mm. every statement he would make seemed to be a question, <laughs> right? Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Honey, Myra, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. That, that that he was he was constantly perplexed about everything that was happening. I mean, I, I would be. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. your, your yeah. wife mm-hmm. your wife lays an egg and your 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 world perspective changes, um, <laughs> and 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 the fact that he that he's like. Is he gonna do something horrible to the baby now? Is he gonna try? Is he panicking? But he doesn't seem to be. He doesn't. He doesn't show the gumption. There's a. But there's a. There's a crossing of the paths. I thought, mm-hmm. where where your your perspective of your rooting interests changed about the halfway point in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and that that not to to spoil those anything, but there. But I think that's a key key function to how how the movie concludes, right? Um, yeah, and. But there, the, he, the 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 comic, the the goofiness that he contains actually is consistent through the whole movie, even though I think mm-hmm. it, it it's sort of, sort of a madness consuming goofiness yeah. towards the end, where mm-hmm. initially it's more of the awkward, hard the, the guy the guy who's having having a hard time making it in the world, and then it becomes my wife laid an egg and I'm like I don't know how to handle it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, when it comes to uh, like the comedic element of the film, uh, uh, I am Icelandic. I'm not American. Mm-hmm. I'm not American, and and Iceland is located like uh, <laughs> right between the Eurasian tectonic plate and the North American tectonic plate. So we sort of get the both of best best of both worlds, you could say. <laughs> and some people would actually say that we are quite. Um, uh, quite American. A lot, I mean, amongst the Scandinavian nations, hmm. we are considered to be like the Little America, mm-hmm. which has a lot to do with the fact that we had a U.S. Army base here in Iceland and were right. sure. partially raised by the U.S. Army. Right. Um, and uh, and uh, actually, that fact, the fact that we had the U.S. Army base, had a lot to do with uh, us getting our independence. We. Uh, sort of slipped away from the Danish monarchy uh, under the wings of uh, the U.S. Army. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, being located in the middle of nowhere, you're, you're on an island in the middle of like the Atlantic Ocean. You, you, you are far away from anything else. Uh, your vision, when it, uh, uh, your view on the nations around to become distorted. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, I am raised on American cinema, but I find uh, American cinema quite funny, uh, to right. be sure. perfectly honest. I mean, <laughs> uh, people behave differently in the mo- movies, and their behavioral patterns are 
amusing to me. And what? no. And I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to highlight that feeling, the feeling that I have when I watch horror films and what I find basically funny and 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 also place the characters in a mood or a mode that that is enjoyable on many levels not just don't take it too seriously mm-hmm. and um, and yeah try to keep it lighthearted and nightmares at the same time uh, that was sort of the experiment mm-hmm. which uh, is also just uh, well i'm influenced by luis Buñuel as well he mm. was able to like place us in interesting point of views in his films mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I had this reoccurring nightmare myself when I was directing the film <laughs> I I woke up occasionally in the middle of the night having the same dream and I'm not bad mouthing the film, particular film that I'm about to mention but uh, <laughs> uh, do uh, it I, I had I had the uh, uh, the reoccurring nightmare that I was directing Ernest Goes to Jail. Which is probably me thinking, maybe I'm taking this a bit too far. And maybe it's just, maybe horror shouldn't be this uh, comedic and this slapsticky. Right. And at that point, did you wake up and you see Ernest trying to like stomp a hole through your chest <laughs> in the middle of the night? <laughs> well, something close to that. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, so Eric mentioned gaslighting, and you talked a little bit about American cinema. And I, I uh, between some of the sort of ghost-like apparitions talking into uh, Peter's ear and then the sort of shift in his character in the latter part of the film – I picked up a lot of uh, vibes of The Shining. Is that? I mean, yeah. was do you think any of that sort of uh, sort of ran through the film? Uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, um, uh, I, amongst other filmmakers, I am quite influenced by Kubrick, and I th- I always enjoy his uh, like point of view of things. Right. He, he also ha- has this way of placing us in um, uh, in an interesting point of view. We're not. Right, like we're not in the uh, midst of uh, the seriousness of the film, and we're not quite uh, placed in a see that we should like um, feel sorry for anybody or uh, emphasize with anybody or uh, and uh, most of his characters aren't really that enjoyable, but still we go through the films and they right. are excellent. Yes. And, yep. uh, we love the characters, even though we probably wouldn't want to spend a minute with them. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> which is an excellent quality, I think. Yep, yep. yep. There, there's Indeed. a little bit of Jack Torrance to uh, to Peter. Oh, for uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, partic- sure. Uh, particularly towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. But, but he's, again... Uh, he, he had, there's a goofy, goofy quirk to, to him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the 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 absurdity of a lot of a lot of the <clears throat> horror, I think, really rings true. I think it's it, mm-hmm. uh, you know the 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 comic the comic timing is terrific, and you know I what's I don't know where I'm in, how, how am I trying to phrase this? Um, no, I'll get back to it. 
Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> well, I've, 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 uh, horror film posters and sight unseen. Nah. I hadn't seen this movie. Liz had seen it. I hadn't seen it. Eric hadn't seen it. Uh, there was a the the It Hatch poster. I I saw it online and I was like, oh my god, this is this is a brilliant, a brilliant illustration. A wonderful throwback to to film posters of the nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. Did you have anything to do with it? Did you do it? Who did it? Where did it come from? It's just perfect. Yeah, uh, I did not do it. Okay, uh, uh, but uh, we uh, we had an idea of of uh, how the poster should, what the poster should look like, and mm -hmm. basically uh, about the posters that we were referencing. I mean, uh, we are referencing uh, well posters of our youth, right? And just wanted to capture the feeling of walking through the video store and mm -hmm. and finding the poster or the cover that would just grab you and draw you in. You nailed it. Uh, it, it nailed yeah. it. Uh, if you saw that box on the uh, video store shelves, you oh would my be God. like, yeah. that's the one I want. <laughs> yeah. Got a little bit of the prophecy it's, poster. Got a little bit of the uh, It's Alive poster. Yes, yep. It's yeah. Alive. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, designed by Omar Hökson, uh, who is an excellent poster designer. He, for instance, did the Raid. Do you remember the uh, film The Raid? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he no. did the poster work for that, for instance. The great martial arts movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, just the poster, I think, is spectacular. Spectacular. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of just A-class posters. I mm -hmm. think he is one of the best poster designers in the world oh my gosh yeah for sure for and, sure and he lives in iceland which is a big plus yeah <laughs> i just remembered okay to, to close my thought yes <laughs> okay the, the the through line the, the community just seems to roll with the absurdity of the mm. fact that there is a portal to hell in the basement and that mm. there is an there, and, and that myra laid an egg or at least the doctor I think was the doctor aware that she laid an egg. <laughs> I mean, that was well, it, uh, it seemed it seemed to indicate that he understood there was something. Well, that the, the, the child was growing abnormally fast, and right. that mm -hmm. uh, and it seemed to be in, like in perfect condition. But it went from baby to toddler in no time flat, right? And mm -hmm. and and it's like, eh, it's a healthy kid. <laughs> and then everybody's the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think he is a I think he is a like a skeptical of the whole thing. He's skeptical of the whole thing, but. Um, for a long time, people thought, believed that the entrance to hell was located in Iceland. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, uh, uh, people believed that all evil came from the north. Right, right. Came from the north. And, and we have uh, a volcano in Iceland that, called yes. Hekla. And people believed that that was the entrance to hell. And that's where the uh, phrase, what the heck, comes from. The hack is... Hackland, it's located in Iceland. So uh, wow. we're getting educated. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it was not, well, it was believed for a long time that hell was just next to us. But hey, what can we do? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's there. Just don't, don't get too close to it. But also, we, Icelanders believe that uh, Icelander called uh, Simon Fro, they killed the devil during the 11th century. So uh, we weren't really afraid of worried. the devil. Yeah. No, we thought it was all just a big misunderstanding that 
he wasn't that powerful and you could easily trick him and kill him. It's not a big, big deal. <laughs> so uh, th- that was sort of how we dealt with the whole thing. Just the fact that we were living right next to hell and, mm-hmm. and, and we had Hultefolk living underneath us and so on. It was, uh, it was really, uh, you just had to coexist with those things. And I think that's what the people uh, of the film, the uh, people living in the society, are doing in the small community. Yeah, it's it's great yeah. how the the cultures who have volcanic activity next to them have the best hell mythologies, right? right? The Greeks right. and right. you know, yeah. uh, I, even like the, yeah. the the Polynesian mythos. You know that you get these, you know, it's like you're 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 a volcanic centric. It it drives your culture. It's like fire from the mountain. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you yeah. what what what's next in store for you? What what you know this uh, or, or how actually first and foremost, how much longer is it hatched going to be on the festival circuit, and is it going to be ready for either a theatrical release uh, or a streaming release anytime soon? It's uh, it's going to be released be released in the U.S. Uh, uh, this September. The oh, 6th good! Perfect September. timing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna get it out there before Halloween. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I think it's uh, a VOD release. Oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, VOD rental. Um, then uh, we uh, then it's going to be released in Europe and so on. I have no particular date that I can throw out there for you guys, but. Okay. Um, uh, probably soon after the 6th of September. Okay. Um, uh, what's in store for me? Probably some, hopefully something nice. I, I, I have uh, <laughs> no idea. I have, I have scripts uh, stacked up and um, some, uh, one script that takes place in the US, another one that takes place in Iceland. And um, yeah, I'm just going to see what, what the future brings me. I, I'm going to film something Nashville next time. Is that that's the, what uh, I was going to say? Where's the Nashville uh, connection come from? Was did you live in Nashville? Do you anybody? No, no, uh, no. I did. I did live in Nashville. Nashville is a place that uh, I enjoy from afar. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have only once visited the states, honestly, and I was 13. <laughs> and I went to Florida. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, uh, most of my knowledge of uh, the U.S. comes from movies and the NBA. Mm. <laughs> right, mm. right. So, uh, that's sort of it. Um, yeah, but I uh, the, the script takes place in Connecticut. Okay. That I, I wrote in the year 1964 um it's a junior detective film oh, sounds up my alley yeah no, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah i like crimes. the detective yeah. films yep uh, yeah. i'm into the crimes <laughs> those kind of crimes <laughs> yeah well yeah. I've, I've always been a big fan of like uh, and blight and the old junior detective stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's um quite influenced strongly influenced by that it's also influenced by one of my favorite films uh, the night of the hunter yes okay which is a film that i've always loved and uh, just the way that it 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> the, 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 way, the two that's like love and hate. And yep. hate. Yeah. And the way the way that it uh, sort of uh, doesn't get uh, caught up in any particular genre, but it's like a romantic film. It's a children's film and it's a horror film and all dreamy. at the same time. Oh, and dreamy, yeah. quite dreamy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I I hope I hope uh, going back to your the the release, the VOD release of It Hatched. I hope that there's some consideration out there to do a VHS release. With, <laughs> with the it hatch poster on said VHS copy because I think that would. Uh, Mr. Campbell is old school media. Yes, He's we have a lo- we have a local video store here in Portland that we still still frequent and we still go and grab a, wow. v- a VHS copy here and there when we can't get there's because you know, as you know there's quite a few quite a, a few films you just simply can't get uh, digitally. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, the, the one question we always ask our guests on the show, and I, I did, uh, indicate we would be asking you this and you may have already answered it just mm-hmm. in the last question with night of the hunter, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is, uh, you could make an argument that night of the hunter is indeed a horror film, but what is your all time favorite horror film? Um, well, uh. Uh, even though I really, really love Night of the Hunter, I think mm. uh, it's uh, difficult to um, make the case that it's a like a straight. Yeah, it's a noir film. thriller. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. It is. It's it's uh, like also like I said, it's all it's a lot of genres mixed in one. Uh, but I think that I'm gonna go with a Scandinavian film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Varktimen, uh, Hour of the Wolf. By oh yes, yes. That was Mike, what you brought brought, brought we, that one up? What was that? Was that for werewolves? We, yes, for werewolves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. You know, it's funny. I had not. I had not seen that. And and again, speaking of trying to find a copy on online, I could not find a copy. I had to go to the local video store and grab a uh, sort of a gray market copy of that that film. Uh, but really? yeah, okay. Brilliant film, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, excellent film. film. Yep, excellent film. Uh, also, I, I love the fact, love the film as well because uh, I think uh, the the greatest authors of that time are Ingmar Bergman, uh, Federico Fellini, mm-hmm. Buñuel, and uh, it's around that time, shortly after the the time the, the time period when. Uh, uh, Fellini and Bergman were interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that Bergman is influenced by mm. uh, Fellini and his dreamy camera movements and just the placing of the actors, the blockings and so on. And I think it's just magical. Uh, the, um, the, Fellini, the Fellini element of uh, with, with, with being used by Bergman. I mean, yep. It's spectacular. Yeah. Yep. Excellent on so many levels. Right, right. Well, and you know, it's funny you you funny you say that because now I'm even now I'm even thinking about the connection between uh, 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 Peter and the main character in Hour of the Wolf, and mm-hmm. y- you see that sort of like progression of horror as well throughout uh, both films. Interestingly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well. Elvar, it was an absolute treat to have you uh, join us, and uh, we wish you all the success once the streaming release comes out. We've uh, we we I say our strong backers for 
for your uh, oh my production. god beyond strong yeah. so um, brilliant film we can't uh, wait to see what you. comes thank next you. absolutely so uh, stay in touch with us when you get when you get your uh, your junior detective movie out let us know we'd love to take a look and uh, yeah thank you thank you again for joining us well the thank pleasure you. was mine and I, I really enjoy your podcast as well as the uh, the site the online site it's oh well thank you spectacular thank you, thank work. You. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yeah. We, 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 do, we try our best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>